welcome to the Lift Podcast. This is Angela Withers. Um, I didn't actually plan this podcast. Sometimes I'll have ideas for a while that I'll think, oh, I should probably do a podcast on this, but this is something that I definitely felt the Spirit tell me that I needed to do, and I really believe that all I'm doing is being a second witness for you if you've already had a prompting in your heart and you've been feeling God calling you to move then that's the whole reason that I'm doing this podcast. I I felt that God wanted me to do a podcast to just give others the encouragement they need to follow him, to trust him, to have the courage to go where he's calling you to go, especially if, if it's difficult. And moving is never easy. Throughout history, we can see patterns of God moving his people around. That starts with Adam and Eve and him moving them from the Garden of Eden and into the wilderness, into this mortal life where God knew that they were going to experience growth and bring about the human race. Another example is Abraham and Jacob and Ruth moved around. The Israelites were definitely moved around. Lehi left Jerusalem. And then when they thought they were settled and in a really good place in the land of Bountiful, then the Lord told them to build a ship and then they sailed to the Americas. And then once they got there and got settled, then God told Nephi to gather the people who wanted to come with him and to leave again. So lots of moving around. And if you look at the pilgrims and the pioneers, they as well were moved around and they made great sacrifices to go where God was calling them to go. I think of Joseph Smith and his family. And if they had not moved when God placed them in a position where they needed to be moving and and they didn't heed that that invitation from God to be moving around, then Joseph would have never been in the very place that he needed to be to be led to the golden plate so that we could have the Book of Mormon and we could have the story of Lehi and Nephi and their family and that we could have the story of the Savior visiting to the Americas and knowing that we have a second witness of Jesus Christ and his divinity as the Son of God and the miracles that he has performed and continues to perform in the lives of all of God's children on the earth. Another example is Joseph, who was guided to take Mary and the Savior as a baby into Egypt so that they could be out of harm's way, and he heeded that instruction, and he left, and and they were protected because of that. Anyway, so this is what this podcast is, is just an invitation to anyone who has already been feeling God calling them in their heart to move, to have courage and faith that you're in a situation that is very well known to many people throughout history who have been following God and fulfilling his will to go where he's called them to go. Um, God will move his people around and he has moved his people around and there's so much growth that comes when we are willing to go where God is guiding us guiding us to go, we're able to leave behind old habits and old traditions. It's a lot easier to make changes um, and recognize things that maybe maybe worked in in one season of life, but it actually really raises the bar and lifts you and your family and your and your children to a higher level in a new location that's a little bit easier to do when you're not in the same when you're not in the same place with the same traditions and habits as before. And there are incredible blessings that come from being obedient. God will bless your life tremendously in so many different ways. When you are willing to trust and follow him 
and move forward in faith, letting him be your guide. Our family has been in this situation a few different times where we have felt like the home that we were led to buy um, and guided to buy, we thought that that would be our final place. And, and we would set up our gardens and our orchards and do work in the yard or the house or whatever whatever needed work done there. We would get that all done and completed and we would be really just feeling good. Like this is, we were happy with what we had accomplished and, and things were getting set up just the way we wanted to be them to be, thinking that we would be there for a long time. And then soon after, God would call us to a new place. And it's taken a lot of courage to answer that call and, and to leave behind a lot of the work and the things that that we've tried to accomplish. I actually have an ancestor who settled in the Cache Valley area and um, in her journal she writes about how sad she was as she packed up her home. They had been called to go settle the Rexburg area in Idaho and so she was leaving this area in Utah and they had their house built and they had their gardens planted and their orchard growing and fruit starting to come on their trees And they were packing everything up into a wagon that was drawn by horses. And I just think of that and the sacrifices that she made. I I feel like I understand we've left homes and we've left orchards and we've left gardens and we've left work that we've done to get places where we need to. Thankfully, we're packing into like a big truck and we don't have to go um, by a horse and wagon. But I can see the courage that came from so many of my ancestors in the past to go where God called them to be. And then I can feel those same spiritual blessings that have come to me when we've left and moved and gone where God has guided us to. And then no matter where we have lived, the one thing I can testify is that God has always placed good people in our lives, always placed good friends and good examples and a good support system. We have been completely blessed with that in every place that God has called us to live. If you have been feeling inspired for a while to move and you have chosen not to accept that invitation, then you've probably found yourself feeling kind of moody or irritable or maybe even a little bit discouraged or anxious or depressed. That often comes when we turn away from an invitation from God, but there's always the blessing of repentance that we can turn back towards God, that we can take his hand, that we can allow him to lead us and that we can submit to his will. And we will feel happiness and hope and excitement flood back into our lives. I have found that no matter what home we've lived in, because every time that we've sold a home, we have stayed in a house that we've rented for a little while until we've bought another home just kind of making sure that we know the area that we feel guided to the right place and every single time god has given us a confirmation from the spirit of the exact place that we're supposed to be in the home that we're supposed to buy and that has been a blessing to have that confirmation but i have found in all the different places that we've lived that i have been able to set up a system in each of those locations it has been a has been a challenge, I would say, because different homes are different sizes and and have different features or qualities. Some have a lot of storage, some don't have very much at all. Sometimes we've had too little, too few bedrooms and and learning how to 
create order in all of these different home settings has been a challenge, but it's been doable in every single one. And I, I feel this stewardship over wherever we live, whether it be a house that we're renting for a short amount of time, whether it be a home that we've bought. Um, I have always felt the stewardship over the home and over the land um, and felt that the way that it is set up and the way that it is taken care of physically and spiritually is very much my responsibility and that God has blessed us for whatever amount of time with that space, whether it be big or small. So for each home that we've lived in, I felt this stewardship to create a system of order that that was doable for everyone in our family, for each person to contribute to the honest degree that they were capable of contributing for their age and their ability level, um, and help everyone learn how, learn how to be a steward over the place that God had given us to live and and the land or the property that was our responsibility to maintain and care for. Is I feel like I've gotten efficient at putting together at putting together new systems of order for places because of that. So I go ahead and identify what work needs done within the home that needs done just to maintain the cleanliness and the order of the home on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, and on a quarterly basis. So we're even doing things seasonally. What needs done? There's different jobs that need done each season. And then we do that for the yard. What needs done during different seasons and how often do they need done? Um, our previous home, we had a super large raspberry patch and strawberry patch, and I had planted a whole bunch of peas and beans. And anyway, so our kids had different jobs depending on on what home we've had in our in our our outside garden areas, um, how many berries needed picked every day, or how many weeds needed pulled, things like that too. That we made sure were just a regular part of our of our system, so that we could all do our fair share to help maintain the order and cleanliness of the home and and the maintenance and and care of the yard and the property um, to make sure everything got watered and taken care of that needed that needed taken care of and this has been super helpful so over time I put this together into a packet that that all talks about creating a house of order just some of the some of the questionnaires that I fill out for myself and the list that I'll make to get down our seasonal maintenance maintenance jobs or our weekly or daily maintenance jobs that have really helped me create um, chore charts and systems of order to help maintain our home. The other thing that's interesting is that as our ancestors settled into different areas, they always looked for places that had a water source. I mean, they would set up next to a river or next to a creek or next to a spring, or they would immediately go to work digging a well, they would make sure they had a year-round water supply or water source that was available in the area that they were going to settle and that they were going to live. And since the industrial age, we have been in a setting where we can have water pumped to our homes through a, a city or county water service. And the same thing goes with our heat. We have, whether it's through natural gas or electricity, we have heat often provided for us. Some people also have propane delivered into a propane tank where they'll have heat provided that way. Those services have been provided for us here in our lifetime, but our ancestors, as they looked for a land to settle or a place to settle to be their home, they would make sure that there was a fuel source 
for heat during the winters and they would make sure and for cooking and they would also make sure that there were resources for building that they could create their structure to have um to have shelter to create their home and they would also make sure that there was definitely a water source and then they would make sure that there was a food source that there was already food that was abundantly available or a place where they could, could begin to to grow or cultivate the land to grow their own food so this house of order packet that i put together over time brings up those those points and those thoughts of do you know and do you understand where your water is coming from do you know and understand where your heat is coming from or your cooling in the hot months especially if you live in a really warm or hot climate um understanding those things and being aware of what would what would you do in a situation could your could your home provide for what you needed in an emergency situation and the goal here isn't to be self-reliant. I actually don't entirely love those words because I feel like we always want to be, we should, our goal should be to be reliant on God always. Um, not reliant on ourselves or not reliant on what we can provide. Because if we've placed God first in our lives and his will first in our lives, he can and will provide for us always in miraculous ways if it's that's what his will is for us. Um, I also wanted to say too that, that that doesn't mean anything's wrong with self-reliance, especially if that's what God has been guiding us to do. Then we need to put his will first and, and learn how to become, learn how to become self-reliant and learning um, to put him as our foundation. And then after that, making sure that the the basic necessities of life are provided for in the place that we call home, in the place that we establish as our home, I believe is setting a very solid foundation um, to creating a house of order. So anyway, I put together this, this packet, it's called a house of order, and it will be available on our app. We now have a mobile app that you can download. It's Lift Mind, Body, Spirit, and you'll see our green Lift logo when you um, search for it. Anyway, we have a mobile app and we still have the web app as well. But if you go to our website, liftmindbodyspirit.com, you can join our web app and then you can also download it onto your mobile device as well. But you'll be able to access that packet there, a house of order. It has 40 something pages in it and it kind of helps to identify that when we want to put our home in order, the very foundation that is the most important thing to have in place is, is following God's will. Wherever he takes you, wherever he leads you, is has to be the foundation. You have to allow him to guide you where he wants you to be. And if he wants you to be in an apartment um, in the middle of the city, then trust him and follow him and he'll provide for you there. If he wants you to be in the country, if he wants you to be in the mountains, if he wants you to be in a small town, if he wants you to be in a big town, it doesn't matter. Letting him be your guide is the foundation that is the most important thing and after that then the very next thing that is a house of in in creating a house of order is um choosing or creating a space where all of your physical needs are met where you have shelter you have water and you have a food source as we can see when god guided the israelites through the wilderness, he was able to bring forth water from rocks for them to drink. He was able to bring manna and quail from the sky for them to eat. So that is why 
having God's will as your foundation and submitting to his will wherever he's guiding you to be is the most important thing. That's the foundation. That is what we have to have as our top priority. And then after that, we continue to place things in order until we get to the point where we can start worrying about making that area beautiful once we know that it's met for our base it's once we know that it has met our basic needs and then we can continue to go on from there but this packet covers everything from like the crime rate in the area that you're living in to the schools um to the different climates that you might be in and Anyway, so this packet just kind of helps you if if you've been feeling God guiding you to move, um, but maybe you haven't exactly known exactly where, this could be of help to help you kind of pinpoint and narrow down the place that he might be guiding you to. Earlier in the podcast, I shared examples of people throughout history who have heeded God's command to move and have moved according to his will. I think the best example of all is our Savior Jesus Christ. He continually moved wherever God called him to go, wherever it was God's will for him to be, to be in the right place at the right time to influence and bless and heal and guide and lead and inspire and instruct um, and even to chastise. He was always right in the spot and the position that he needed to be to make an influence in the lives of mankind, especially up until the point where he performed the atonement on our behalf so that we could repent and be forgiven and be healed from from the sins and mistakes of others as well and, and then fulfilled the resurrection so that we could all overcome death through him. If there's anybody that we can follow and anybody that we can emulate he is the one and and his example showed us how we can trust and follow God's will even if God is calling us to be in a new location and even if he calls us to be in a new location over and over and over again that is how Jesus Christ lived his life going wherever God called him to go in conclusion I invited my daughter Julia who is almost 16 to share her experiences with moving she has she's been through it a couple times now where she has left really good friends and she's left a good location and a place where she felt very established with sports and with activities and with a good youth group and then to move when god has called her family to move and it's been really a tremendous blessing to see the personal growth that has happened for each of our kids when god has called us to move and and to see them grow in their resiliency and grow in their ability to trust and follow God. And grateful to see the good group of youth and friends that God has brought into their lives, no matter where we've been living. Um, and the opportunity is to be an influence in new areas as well. So I will go ahead and, and let her finish in sharing her experiences and her testimony. Hi everyone, I'm Julia. Um, when my mom asked me to share some of my thoughts about our moving process. I was a little bit nervous because I've never done a podcast before, but um, I'm super excited. Um, I think, okay, starting off with when my mom first told me that she had the prompting to move, I was devastated. I did not want to leave. I loved, loved where we lived. I loved my the family that we had there and my friends and my sports and my school and I felt so comfortable and so happy in there, 
I remember being a little bit angry at Heavenly Father that he would want want my family to move out of that because that felt like such a comfortable place and home for me. And I had a really hard time getting over those feelings and being able to trust Heavenly Father and just be like, you know what, if this is your will, I will do it. And it took me a long time. I honestly was just so sad and devastated for months. And finally, a couple weeks, probably about a month before we moved, I was having a really hard time. I had started my freshman year back back where we used to live, and I loved it. I was there with all my friends, and I was having such a hard time um, coming to terms with the fact that I was going to leave that. And I remember I talked to my mom, and she encouraged me to just trust Heavenly Father. And so I prayed, and I said, all right, Heavenly Father, like, I know I know you've prompted my family to move, and I'm just going to trust you. It was hard. I, I was really, felt really lonely, and um, pretty sad about leaving, leaving this home and this place that I had been so comfortable and happy in, but one of the biggest blessings, I am so, so thankful for it, is, um, the fact that Heavenly Father became one of my best friends during that move. I felt really, like I said before, pretty much alone, and of course I had my family there, and they were amazing and awesome, but I, I definitely had a hard time, um, Adjusting and Heavenly Father became one of my best friends. I'm so thankful for all of the all the support and the um, Love that I felt from him during that time and it was so cool because I was able to receive a lot of personal revelation and I was saw So many blessings because I had told Heavenly Father that I would just trust him and and trusting him um, Opened up so many opportunities and blessings and brought so many so many things that I'm so thankful for into my life and then getting here, it was it was rough at first, but I have been able to um, make tons of new friends. I have an amazing friend group here, and I have been able to find good schools, good good family friends, and an amazing ward that I'm so thankful for. And I and looking back, I know that it was one of the biggest or one of the hardest things that I've ever I've ever had to do, but doing that made me so much stronger and makes me um, feel more capable of moving to a different place for college maybe or going on a mission or opening or just making it so that I don't just stay in my comfort zone that I'm actually willing to try hard things for Heavenly Father and do and even if doing his will and being willing to do whatever he asked me and my family to do even if that means moving across the country or moving somewhere scary or hard and I know that I'm so thankful for all those blessings, and I'm so thankful for the friendship and the relationship that I was able to build with Heavenly Father through that time, and especially for the relationship that I was able to build with my family. Um, right now, I only have about two years left here in, at my high school, and then I will be off to college or mission, and I am so thankful for that time that I was able to have where I wasn't um, off with friends, and I didn't really know anyone here, so I spent so much time with my family, and obviously that has changed, and I've been able to, um, go out of my way and make a bigger bubble and circle of friends, 
but that time has been so, I'm so thankful for that and that opportunity that Heavenly Father gave me. And I know he was right there along my side the entire way and just supporting and helping me. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that. Anyways, but I, in closing, I know that's super hard and I know it's scary and um, sometimes it is. It's super sad to leave to leave a place that you're comfortable with, but you will see so much growth and um, just trusting in Heavenly Father is one of the best, the biggest blessings that I've ever, I've ever had and I'm so thankful for that. What happens now? What happens next? I dare you.